Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Scott steering the ship home here on Oilers now. Bob uh, boarding the bus, heading down to Scotiabank Arena as the team gets set to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's always a special battle between Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. Even if there isn't much more of a storyline to anything, you know you can count on that, and especially with McDavid coming off of suspension. Uh, I think he's going to be gearing up to go here and uh, make a statement to the league in its entirety. Are you kidding me? You suspended me? I think that's how he feels. Speculation? I don't know. Excited to watch it, nevertheless. Uh, Again, so Bob had uh, Mark Spector, and uh, they sat down earlier on in the day. This is a pre-recorded hit, but we'll get to it. Stoffer and Spector, for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, remind you to keep an eye open for the Century Mile Racetrack that's opening a little later on this spring. All right, Mark, here we are in uh, Toronto, and... uh a lot of the uh, the Toronto-based media having a little bit of fun at Edmonton's expense, and unfortunately for the Oilers, there's not much you can do about it. You just got to go out there and get better. Uh, but the team gets better tonight because they get Connor McDavid back after a two-game suspension. You and me haven't had the opportunity to discuss this on the air. Uh, you are a guy that has connections, certainly with uh, NHL officials and that sort of thing. You understand the frustration of the fan base out there that McDavid got suspended in the first place, given some of the other transgressions that occur that don't seem to be suspendable offenses. Yeah, I mean, there's two things here. This isn't a referee issue, first of all, right? Referee and player safety are completely different things. I think I, uh, media and fans kind of forget that. I thought the call was perfect. It was a hit to the head. It was a two-minute penalty. You know, the referees got it right. Uh, and I'll even go this far. If, if every guy who makes head contact is supposed to get two games, then Connor McDavid deserved two games because he made head contact. But where player safety gets in trouble, clearly, Bob, is is we don't have a clue which head contact's worth two games. You know, Chara crushes Kane last night, doesn't get a hearing. Corey Perry's hitting someone in the head every second night. He never gets a hearing. Uh, and then the, not only the best player or one of the, you know, the very best player in the game, but maybe the cleanest player in the game hits the guy in the head and gets two. So 
It's just confusing, Bob. I never, we well, never know what they're going to do. And, and the optics look worse. I mean, you got Corey Perry in a celebrity photos with George Peros shaving his uh, mustache. And, and in a span of one week, Corey Perry, you know, railroaded TJ Oshie and uh, landed a finishing blow on Darnell Nurse. I mean, in those situations, do you believe that uh, George Peros recuses himself from any involvement in the decision-making process when it is a friend of his and a former teammate? Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll say this. I'm not going to impugn George Peros and say that he's a biased person. I don't think that's right. Uh, I... I believe that, I mean, I think that League would announce if he recused himself yes. from those decisions. So I'm going to say, no, I don't think he recuses himself. Well, but it just looks bad. That's all there is to it. Well, maybe the question should be, Bob, should he recuse himself? Uh, listen, you're always going to have, I think it's good to have a former player in that role. So that means every former player, what's the average player who plays for 2.3 teams in his career? So everyone's got former guys. I get that. And what fans should also know is there's a group of people that Perils talks to about this stuff. It's not just him making sure. a decision. There's a bunch of guys, Patrick Burke, uh, you know, a whole bunch of players out there, Chris King, a bunch of guys, Colin Campbell. So it's not just his decision, but I don't like those optics, Bob. You don't like those optics. Uh, player safety needs to do something to make the optics better. We're joined by Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the Horses. A reminder, Century Mile opening up this spring. We're in Toronto, the center, at least in Toronto, of what they think the hockey universe is. Um, remarkable, they've not won a Stanley Cup here, Spector. Since you and me were like one and two years yeah. of age, <laughs> two years old, I was born in '65. Uh, hey, you know what? But I love this. I love coming here to cover a game because it's Toronto. Uh, I love watching the guy like McDavid coming here. He is going to have Bob. I don't make a ton of predictions that I feel good about. <laughs> he is going to have so much jump tonight. Uh, John Tavares said yesterday he's going to be shot out of a cannon. And I go back to the days when Gretzky used to come in here yep. and always have one of his most special nights in the Maple Leaf Gardens and just take it to the Leafs back in the day. Uh, I think we're going to see a game tonight where Connor McDavid is this entire building we're sitting in is going to leave here shaking their head at what a player he is. You mean to say you think Ken Hitchcock will deploy him back in the lineup despite the fact that the team went 1-0-2 without McDavid <laughs> over the three games? Yeah, he makes the team, Bob. He makes the team. Okay. Uh, one guy who's stepped up in the uh, absence of Connor and has been really good of late has been Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, for sure, and, and I think there's a lot more to this. Uh, I, you know, I wrote the other day out of Nashville that, and I know this to be true, that the other, you remember the game when Ken Hitchcock came out after the San Jose game and yep. said that the coaches can't care more than the players. Uh, he was talking to the about the team, but he was really talking about Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl had made a couple of plays that night that were inexcusable for a leader to make uh, any player that, you know, defensively he'd left his teammates in bad spots. And, you know, I, you know, Bob, the organization didn't like that quote from Hitchcock. They were not happy about that. And you and I both know that the players didn't go over real well with the players either. They don't like the fact the coach said he cares more than the players. But I sense that after seeing the film of that night, Leon Dreisaitl has... Uh, has dug in and he says you know what I don't want to be the guy that sees that film of myself anymore and uh, he's really become a, an all-around player the last couple weeks that we ha I don't think I've seen before in the Nashville game might be including the playoffs Bob 
Might be the best game I've ever seen. All right, so he is in year two of an eight-year deal at $8.5 million. He's third in the NHL in goal scoring. He's ninth in the league in scoring. He plays 22 minutes a game. He's above 50% in the face-off circle. And people forget that Mark Messier did not become that number two center to Wayne Gretzky until he was 23 years of age, right. turning 24. Right. And how old is Leon? Right. And the Oilers are not there as a team, but that's not Connor and Leon's fault or Ryan Nugent's Hopkins fault. No, it's not their fault. No one's saying it is. There's, there's no question. They don't have enough to work with here. But what I'm seeing is a player, as you point out about Messier, who transformed himself. And it did not happen overnight for Mark Messier either, Mark. Oh no, for sure. That's you you know, I, I don't think you heard me say it's about time Drysaddle learned to play this way. That's not what I'm saying. He's yeah. a young guy who's learning that even when I score 77 points, I can't have the night where I just am responsible for two or three goals against. The, the great players get past that. And a bad night for Leon Drysaddle in the future is going to be maybe I didn't get any points, but I didn't kill my team defensively. I still held my own. And that's what makes a great player. You, you can't just be great at one end of the ice. And I personally think we're seeing a we're seeing Kenny Hitchcock get through, right? Get through the way that he did with Hull one day many years ago. I think he's getting through on dry silo. All right, switching focus. We have the conclusion of the NHL trade deadline. There was some criticism out there from some that the Edmonton Oilers didn't do anything. I don't know why it would be an automatic. Well, you got to trade Alex Jason because he's a pending UFA. So even if you get a fifth or sixth round draft choice, you do the deal. Give me your assessment on the body of work that interim general manager Keith Gretzky did. And uh, this tails back, obviously, to the Cam Talbot and Sam Gagne trades. Yeah, I like the fact, you know what, if I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, I like the fact there's been a couple trades that the Oilers maybe won or at least didn't lose. I think we're turning that ship around. <laughs> and I like the fact that Keith Gretzky said, unless I get what I consider to be a good deal, I'm not making one. You know, think about a fourth-round pick, Bob. It's a... A seven a seven percent chance. Is that a seven percent chance? Oh, and if it does, if seven percent does come through, it won't be for five years. So keep the player. And you know, for me, Bob, we've watched a lot of garbage time hockey, right? We've watched a lot of other games after January fifteenth that didn't mean anything. And let's let's um, let's expound on on the Hitchcock Drysaddle conversation we just had. This team needs to take these twenty games and do something with them. Uh, I know other fans sick of hearing about how we're playing for next year and, and I'm sick of talking about it, believe me. But take these 20 games and become a, a hockey team that plays the right way that 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 if you add a couple of wingers, all of a sudden is in a position to make playoffs next year. Don't just fritter the games away by getting rid of all your players for fourth round picks and playing garbage time hockey. There's nothing in that for anyone, Bob. Alright, we've heard a lot about the names, you know, Kelly McCrim and Mark Hunter, yeah. where the general manager position in Edmonton. Uh, Keith Kretzky has more NHL experience than both those guys. Should he be in the mix for the job? Yeah, it's a really complicated story. For sure he should. Like, he's a smart, smart hockey guy, Bob. He didn't get anything handed to him because his last name's Gretzky, so get past that out there in Radio Land. <laughs> he's not one of the old boys club. Uh, he's a good, solid hockey man. He, you know, of the Jim Benning mode, the Elmer Benning mode, been in a lot of corners of a lot of junior rinks but you know this you're a longtime guy in those spots so he's totally deserving of a look but I'm also going to say to you Bob that if his name was Pete Smith he'd have a better chance 
I think that unfortunately the Oilers organization is not in a position to A, give this to a guy that's you know that might and that might exacerbate the optics of the old boys club. I just don't think Bob would do that. What do you think? I I don't think Peter Sorelli relied on anybody other than Dwayne Sutter on the pro side and his uh, pro assessment and his cap management are two of the major reasons why he's no longer the general manager of this team. And the one area that was an area of strength for Edmonton right now has been their amateur side and progressing and graduating some players from amateur into first-year pro down in Bakersfield, and Keith Gretzky was a part of it. So yeah. uh, would it exacerbate the situation? Like, I, I just don't think, Mark, that I, I totally understand why people sit there and make the old boys' comments. I just don't believe it to be true. And if you look at how Kevin Lowe made trades, Pete Chiarelli was as far away from how Kevin Lowe made trades as any manager. Kevin Lowe always asked for plus-plus in every deal. He always got an extra piece or two in every deal. And uh, Pete Chiarelli came up woefully short and inadequate in a lot of his trades. And so if that doesn't illustrate the fact that uh, there wasn't a lot of consultation taking place with some of the former managers that were around the team, I don't know what was. No, I'm, I, I think you're exactly right, Bob. I, I have a ton of respect for Keith Gretzky's work. And... and I, you know, I'm, I'd be absolutely fine if he became the general manager of this team. Now, you got to do the process. Yeah, oh Let's yeah, find yeah. out if Mark Hunter comes to the table and, and tells us things that put him ahead. Let's find out what Kelly McCrimmon, yep. you know. you got to bark up Steve I think Eisenman. all three of those guys would be a great choice. you got to bark up Steve Eisenman's tree just in case he surprised you and said, I'd do that. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you right now, Steve Eisenman says he does it. The case closed, interview's over, he gets the job. Uh, I don't think he would. So do the process, man. Bring in bring in Norm McIver from the Chicago Blackhawks and talk to him. A, he might surprise you, but B, he might give you a few tips on how the Chicago Blackhawks do things, right? Give me a guy out of a few organizations that I can learn from. This is your one chance, Bob, to learn, you know, why is Nashville good every year? How does Chicago rebuild for all those cups, right? You know, what did they do in Vegas that maybe we we're not aware of? All those things. Take the advantage and do it. Mark, great stuff. Unfortunately, we'll continue to see you on the road. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott taking you home here on Oilers Now. We've had uh, a few excellent guests on the show today. Dan Carcillo stepping in to talk about Pink Shirt Day. Uh, of course with the conversations centering around uh, bullying and, and particularly online bullying and if you're a hockey fan, if you're listening to Oilers Now, you're likely aware of Dan Carcillo's presence. It was excellent to have him on the show a little bit earlier as well. Got to tell you that uh, Royal Pizza is pizza, past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Now, we just heard Stoffer Inspector. Bob had another interview uh, pre-game in Toronto with Oilers D-man Adam Larson. Adam, uh, since the All-Star break bye week, you guys have basically been every in every game but one. Just a thought on how you think the team's played. Uh, really well. I mean, and especially if you compare it to, to before and after 
after the bye week, I think the team has um, kind of got into their own, and I mean it's um, it's not a hasn't been easy, but I mean it took a lot of time. But I mean now we're using starting to see wins getting together too, so it's um, we're on the right track for sure. What have you? Uh, maybe could you speak to the return to the lineup of both uh, Oscar to 100 percent and Andre Secker, and how that's changed the complexion of the defense? Uh, a lot, a lot. I mean, it's um, getting cleft back for me personally was huge. I mean, it, him and I have been pairing for almost three years now, so it's um, and obviously, obviously Reggie is, is always a calm demeanor back there that we're all glad to have in, in the locker room and, and on the ice. It's, um, it means a lot to this team. You guys, uh, you know, played three pretty good games without Connor. Now, do you think Coach Hitchcock should uh, put him back in the lineup now that he's got him at his disposal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's our captain. He's our leader. Uh, just having some fun with you there. But uh, maybe just a thought on how Leon as an example stepped up because he's been on a pretty hot roll here of late. Uh, I think you can see when Connor's been out, he's really taken it, taken it and stepped up this game. And I mean, that's, uh, that's what we needed. And I think everybody's kind of stepped up now when Connor's been out a couple of games. And we need we need that kind of effort from everybody when our, our captain is out and even with our captain now too. So if we can keep playing the way we're doing, I think we could be dangerous down the stretch here. Uh, Matthias Ekholm is a very good defenseman uh, who plays a bit on the edge, targets other teams' skill players. Against Arizona, you uh, you worked over Clayton Keller a little bit. Uh, you know what? Uh, against the Islanders, got a piece of a couple guys as well. Is that part of your game? Like when you're playing against other teams, uh, you, you know, you got to make life difficult on some of their better players. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it's if you're matched up against those guys, it's uh, it's um, something you have to do. Uh, obviously, you see guys being on counter and Leon all the time, so it's, uh, it's a way for us to respond to to get on door those uh, the other team star player and final question for you just a thought on uh, you know there's going to be a lot of focus obviously McDavid Matthews Connor coming back in playing in Toronto fun night for you guys uh, yeah this is always a fun building to play in uh, I think Connor loves coming here and play for his for his family and, and all that too so it's um, it's a big uh, big matchup but we're we're focusing on the two points here. And they should be. They desperately need those two points. The team's been rolling lately, even if the points haven't been coming in abundance. All right, it is the Oilers and Leafs tonight from Toronto. That is a 3.30 face-off show right here on 6.30. Chad, 5 o'clock puck drop, so you can tune in on your way home from work today. We'll go right now to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 39 years. You can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on 
on a spectacular Italian tour and Greek island cruise. That includes daily tours, meals, and exclusive special events. For information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day in 2004, Edmonton's Ethan Morrow scored twice to cap off a team record five goals on six shots with a, within a span of uh, five minutes and 36, 38 seconds in the second period. The Oilers win 7-2 against the Coyotes in Phoenix. All right, coming up tonight on 6.30, Ched, you just heard me mention it. Oilers-Leafs from Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. 3.30 face-off social right around the corner here. And then 5 o'clock puck drop. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Bob Stoffer. they'll all have the City Ford face-off show for you tomorrow. It's Thursday. Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service. Electrical prefabrication solar. Pleasure having you around today. We'll have the podcast uploaded shortly after I saunter back over to my desk here at the 630 Ched Studios. But in the meantime, a news, weather, traffic update coming right up with Cassandra Chaudouin, followed by the 630 Ched Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.